Hello, everyone, and we are back with more A Family of Blades. Now over to our stage manager, Brandon O'Brien. Hello. Where we last left off in, in tonight's uh, one-shot of A Family of Blades, our wonderful crew has discovered that their former handler in the weird clandestine FBI operation that they used to be a part of may have suffered a terrible fate. And one among them, our thief, Magpie, has been specifically asked by the FBI to investigate who is responsible in the event that they are not personally responsible, which has led some, but at this point, immediately not everyone, to Miami to investigate the scene of the crime, which is actually where we're going to catch up, because at this point, everyone but Magpie would have gotten all of the previous messages from the rest of the team, including being informed that there is a uh, boarding pass waiting for you at the nearest airport if you want to head to Miami in particular. Yeah, Tiny would not have sent one to Magpie because Magpie is not checked in yet. So Magpie is uh-huh. the only one who does not yet have a boarding pass, just out of an abundance okay. of caution. Fair. So Lucy has not least... yet turned off her phone for the plane to take off. So she is spamming the chat with emojis of like, bed, fridge, question mark. Where are we staying when we get there? Entirely in emojis. So Tiny will just respond with two thumbs up. <laughs> wow. Five stars, question mark. <laughs> Laughter emoji. Crying face. From odds, there is a thumbs up emoji, followed by an angel emoji, and the giving hands emoji. (laughs) And all of you can hear odds saying, a revelation led me to it. Uh Uh-huh. I see. Uh Uh-huh. So, at this point... We're just gonna, like, cut to everyone arriving in Miami and traveling or being picked up to the apartment where the attack took place. There is caution tape all over the entire floor of this building. There are, like, parts of this this apartment and some of the apartments directly beside it that are still smoking or covered in shrapnel. If anyone wants to find any particular information about the, about the room or any of the things in it, they can let me know what they're looking for, and then we can make a roll for those things. But off the top of your head, it does very much look like an apartment that has been through quite a violent ordeal. Okay, so... What things are missing that are, like, noticeably, you know, uh, like you were previously describing, like, okay, computers are missing, but not jewelry, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So, I will let you know very visibly that there are things that you can observe were missing because they were removed either immediately before the attack or while the building was still on fire, which is 
a large uh, a large gun rack nearby of uh, all of all of its uh, weapons and ammunition. Like they didn't just take the guns; they took the rack off the wall. There seemed to be what may have been a large safe or metal box on a large desk nearby that you can tell from the way that the ash has fallen since was removed post-fire and you get the impression based on the the state of the fire in the main room of the apartment that there were some books or documents from a nearby bookshelf that may if either this bookshelf was very very like uh, scant to begin with or some materials were removed from this bookshelf during or before the fire but if you want to find out anything else you will need to give me a brains roll. Someone Respect. with more dots than that should do that. Yeah, I'm as the brains, I <laughs> it me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, just any any that's... indication? I think we're trying to figure out first. Like the most important question we're trying to answer now, and everyone can chime in here if if this is not true. Is she alive or not? Because we were told that she's dead. But do we have any indication? Like, did they find her body? Do we know if like? it would have been her body or somebody else's body, like, mm-hmm. so. That definitely calls for a risky standard brains rule. Risky standard, here we go. Okay. It's a three, a four, and a two. Ugh. Four. You cannot find any obvious evidence to confirm that anyone died in this building recently. The jury is still out on whether anyone was present before or during the attack. But you can't find any evidence that anyone is dead as a result of the attack. Is there evidence of who committed the attack? That would be the next question. <laughs> and and or, like, where the stuff that was taken from here, like, who took it and where did it go? These are all questions that I have. Give me another brains roll. Desperate standard. Oof, da. Desperate standard, here we go. That's a six, a three, and a five. Phew. (laughs) So, you notice at a point, very closely looking at the quality of damage that has taken place in this building. And in particular, you notice some very long, deep, perfectly straight, perfectly, like, like almost godlike sharp gashes through the brick surrounding the window where we presume the attack precipitated. The inner walls on one side of the apartment building and the floor right beside that wall. And given the length and quality of those cuts, and that it presumes that they coincide with 
the traveling trajectory of the epicenter of the fire in this room, you think somebody hit this apartment with a rocket. Okay, so if everyone else is here and we're all examining this situation, I will then, at that point, tell everyone, I don't know... (laughs) It's my job to find people strange things for a living, and I'm not sure how easy it is to get a rocket. There are better ways to set a building on fire. Unless the rocket was part of the message. The message for us or for Joanne? (laughs) As you say that, Magpie, I would like you to give me a thief or brains roll. I would like to roll thief because I have three in that and one in brains. Mm -hmm. Uh, How many of us are not in brains? (laughs) That's risky standard. Uh huh. Great. No, collateral damage doesn't fit here. But anyone can assist if they would like, just as in base blades. I, I'm going to give an assist because at this point I feel like, as the thief role is that he's looking for, like, what has been thieved, more or less, kind of thing. And so I'm going to be trying to contribute my brains to, like, what was moved, what should have been in a place and it isn't anymore, and what is there instead. Cool. So I will add a bonus die. You will. That is three, four, four, four. Oh my god. Um, you hear a creaking noise in this apartment building. Like, you are walking and it feels as if the floor is about to give way beneath you. So the floor is about to go? Like, Joe, like, looks down and kind of slides their feet out a little bit for a more stable uh, stance? Yeah, it looks and feels to you as if there is, as if you are standing on the softest part of the floor of this apartment. Wait a minute. This is, this is Miami. Everything is supposed to be concrete here. Something is weird. If there is, if, if there is a, like, a wooden floor area as opposed to a concrete floor area, then that means either the floor is floated above or something has been altered. So let's go check that out. Yep. So is this tear up the tear up carpet, pull back a rug? There is like final flooring Hmm. above what you eventually realize is very soft, like plywood floor. It's not like a trap door or anything. It's just like soft wood. And as you kind of punch through it and break through like parts of it, you see resting on what is the actual concrete floor of this apartment, you see a a metal lockbox that can only be unlocked by both fingerprint and uh, combination lock. And you see a not very charred, but kind of very warm to the touch photo of a warehouse in, like, southwest Miami. Okay, so I guess we're stopping at the hardware store on the way home for a soldering iron couple drills? I just hand the box to, <laughs> to Magpie. 
I actually assume our muscle like put her foot through the boards to get in. <laughs> so Joe pulls out phone and 100%. like flips through several things and then pulls up a finger, a print that they've taken of Joanna's, I don't know, probably a year ago and like shows that and then just like takes a seat and goes <laughs> and has the, the other lock done probably pretty quickly. I'm happy to roll. It's the Breath of the Wild cooking oh, no. music. Like. I will <laughs> I will just give you that as a flashback for one stress. It just obviously sure. sounds like the kind of thing a thief would do. Sure. Okay. Um, and I'm uh, looking at the picture and I'm like, okay, I rec- this is in the Bird Road Arts District. I know where this is. Okay. Yeah. Are you all going to head there now? Sure. So we cut to you arriving at this, apart- at this uh, warehouse. When you get to the back door of the ground floor of this warehouse, you see an envelope tucked into, like, the the door itself, like, right under the top hinge of the metal door. And on it is a very small, very bad stick figure drawing of a cricket. (laughs) Who gets the envelope first? I make our muscle do it. <laughs> is it very high up? Because Oz is really, really tall and okay. really, really thin. They're basically a living... I can ladder. get it. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, anyone can get it. So, Lucy, you get to the envelope, and when you open it, it is... I shake it of- first. Like, I'm making sure... Does this sound booby-trapped? It does not. You also don't get the impression like that it was tied to anything inside and it's going to set off a bomb or anything like that. It's just done Fantastic. This is how uh, you know all of us took brains as a tertiary role because we're shaking an envelope to see if it's a booby trap. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, per- the brain literally was took one step back. <laughs> so when you shake the envelope, you hear keys on the inside. And when you open it, it is a set of keys for the door and the FBI has a joke postcard that they send to, like, first-level, like, like Quantico graduates and stuff like that. That is the uh, regular wish-you-were-here kind of fair, but the photo itself is a large silhouette of a building somewhere nondescript in America with large question marks drawn all over the silhouette as if to say we can't tell you where we are but we wish you were here and on the other side of the postcard is uh, Joanne's handwriting uh, with the text I'm very sorry I didn't know who else to ask to do this I'm pretty sure everyone on the inside is either rotten or getting seriously injured for this kind of stuff and I can't find the names of those involved anymore. Let this be your last job for Project Lazarus. I'm sure we can find a way to pay you back for this. Joe. Hey, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is our third last job, right? Uh, yes. Does Please Amsterdam count? You. Oh, fuck, if Amsterdam counts, this is definitely the fourth time we've had one last job. The FBI is not good at counting. <laughs> That's true. Oh, so, before Magpie, I forget, check the Joe, tech here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, while Joe is checking, uh, Oz goes, oh, before I forget, here, and gives him a package that is an elastic kitty leash. Like it, you know, like one of those child-sized harnesses, and then it has a little pull thing, so the parent never loses the child if they toddle off. And just hands that over and waits for Joe to be appropriately happy and thankful. Joe tests like the tensile strength. It's very tensile strength. Hmm, I can do a lot with this. A revelation led me to it. Huh. Well, let's see if there's any cameras facing this building. There are four on this side, two on the back. Thanks, boss. Um, and so, like, let's see, is there, like, a, a window or something to, to, to sit up in? Because if we're inside the, inside the building, right? Um, inside the building, yes. Uh, but you also find inside this warehouse is actually, like, very well kept. There are maybe eight or nine dusty, but very good, very, like, recently bought soft chairs uh, inside here. Office, office quality chairs, but still chairs. Four or five, like, plastic folding tables and several rolling whiteboards upon which you can see either in Joe's handwriting Lots of very, like, scrappily taken notes about Project Lazarus, about all of the individuals involved and whether they are arrested or not, whether their um, files have been unsealed or not, or large print printouts of, the, of several uh, pages from those documents, uh, some of which are still heavily redacted. All right. Um, I want to punch into the cameras facing this building and in any of them that have tape or like data going back more than like 12 hours see if i can uh id the last time somebody else was in this building uh cool give me a hacker roll sure thing um whiskey great okay two and a three hmm Some of the tape has been severely degraded. Unfortunately, there isn't a lot of... Like, you can't get good quality video of the last, like, eight or nine days. You get the impression that, like, ten days ago, someone roughly Joanne's build came here with someone else. But you you can't really see, like... You can't really confirm because of the quality of the recording, and that's like the last obvious, uh, good, decent quality video you have of anyone entering or exiting this building at all. Huh. This is not a lot of good tape here. Eight or nine days ago, maybe she was probably here with somebody. Uh, are there screens that I can do the Hardison thing and throw video to? Oh yeah, like. Okay. Um, there are like two or three large, like large curved TVs on mm. one side of the warehouse. They're not against a wall. They're kind of being awkwardly 
mounted against one of the load-bearing pillars of this floor of the warehouse. It's actually bad to put these TVs here, but they're here. Yeah, so... I got that, and that's about it. This all stinks. So, one of my special abilities is, again, BS Detector. I can always tell when someone is lying to me. Can I interpret that with a plum to see if I can examine what little footage has been discovered to see if the subject is attempting to cover up Actually, something how about, about this? themselves. Can I send you to interview the security guard at the gate? You as in magpie or the weird one? Uh, our, our face, who can potentially <laughs> okay. have a friendly conversation to ask, hey, uh, we're missing a couple of things from <coughs> our warehouse. You know, we're just trying to find out, did anyone, you know, weird come in through here? Did you see a person that looks like this? And maybe show a picture of Joanne. Awesome. We're going to have the friendliest conversation. Let's go. Okay. So you go to, there is a guard booth at the parking lot to the east of this warehouse. Where a young man, maybe in his mid-twenties, who is dressed like he is not a security guard. He's dressed very, very nicely, as if he's trying to impress someone for this thing. Is, uh, like, half falling asleep on himself in this guard booth, and then notices that you are walking towards him, and then immediately straightens up. So I go up to him. And I knock on the booth, even though he is clearly already paying attention to me. And I say, Greetings, young man. Your accoutrements are brazenly above par. I have questions for you about some possessions. Uh, y- y- yes, thank you? That was a, co- that was a compliment, right? Uh, it yeah, was um, a compliment. Yeah, okay, any questions you have, go right ahead. Did the footage that Joe gave us have timestamps on it? From the cameras that were just inspected, no timestamps. Okay, so my question to him is basically going to be that we... I have checked on my warehouse number, whatever the warehouse number happens to be, and that there are items missing. Did... He happened to notice any strange occurrences. Uh, no. Um, Miss Hill paid for that warehouse up front. Maybe like two years in it? Two years up front? Um, and has only been here maybe three times and only once with a guest. Um, so if anything was missing, Miss Hill probably took it herself. Um, I mean, you can let me know what it is, and I can keep an eye out for it, I guess, but I'm pretty sure um, you should just ask uh, Miss Hill about it. Uh, did we know of any guests that, or any other people that could have been brought here as a team, or did, do we only know about us as a group? The only people that you've ever worked with are each other... Joanne, and a handful of, like, 
SEAL team, Black Ops soldiers who have either since moved on to do other kinds of brutality for some other group um, or have since retired as a result of the shutdown of Project Lazarus. Uh-huh. Uh, then I'm going to ask uh, what this guest looked like, if he remembers. And um, if that guest happened to come by recently. He turns to a very small, very old laptop in front of him, types for a little bit. Uh, yeah, um, Miss Hill didn't give her name. Um, Five Five, uh, Brunette, didn't talk much. They didn't seem like they were in the same profession. She seemed like, I don't know, uh, a reporter, maybe. Okay. And uh, I'm going to confirm with him too that nobody came to this warehouse in the last week or so. Like basically in the time span between Joe disappearing and now. Yeah. No. Um. Miss Hill was here. Maybe a week, eight days ago. No one's no one's been here since. In that case. I am going to nod and give him my number. I'm going to write it down on a little notepad. It had it's a bird, it's a songbird and cricket notepad, and I am going to hand it to him through the slot in the booth. And I'm going to say, "Here is my number, young man. If you detect any bizarre happenings, please let me know." My missing items are very important to me. Uh, understood. I'll be on the lookout. Does the notepad have, like, affirmations on its pages? I'd like to say the notepad has different affirmations on each page that odds picks depending on the person that they're giving their number to. So this one happens to say, You are a magnificent individual, and you don't need to prove anything to anyone. So I'm giving that to this young man. You give it to him and he takes it, is like looks at it very awkwardly for a bit. As you walk away from the guard booth, you can hear him audibly sobbing loudly inside the guard booth. My god is an awesome god. Odds feels very good today. Nice. I love this so very much. Um, <laughs> so while this is happening, I want to qualify a thing on the boards either odds or tiny can make a brains roll in this room plus one for bs detector to determine whether any of these documents have been altered doctored or otherwise manipulated let's uh, do it I think because the BS detector is an ability that says I can always tell when someone is lying to me, it feels a bit 
weird faking it a role, um, so I would Yeah, the 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 reason why I'm the reason why I'm interpreting it like that is it always works if you are directly interacting with ah, the person. Okay. Mm-hmm. But as you're interacting with a document, I'm gonna count it as a bonus instead. Do do we want maybe maybe I do a brains roll with a plus one from the BS detector? Would that That's what sense? I was yeah. going to suggest okay. that I give you an assist. Yeah. Uh, that cost me two stress, correct? One. One. Okay. okay, what's my position? Your position is risky. Your effect is great. And one bonus die. Fingers crossed, everybody. It's a six, a five, a one, and a four. Aha, nice. nice. Hey! You notice two things very immediately. Especially as someone who's never seen most of these professional, uh, most of these official documents before, because not having a certain level of FBI clearance, because you're not a member of the FBI and also technically a felon, you are mostly just making a very thoughtful appraisal of the quality of the text itself. Yeah, she's like laid everything out on the tables kind of just to be able to see it all at once to see if she sees any patterns or anything. And that's when you notice two things. One, and you can see that there are some parts of these sheets of paper that uh, Joanne has made like questionable notice of this exact same fact, but you you notice it almost immediately. You're not supposed to be in any of these documents. This was a clandestine program with the deliberate purpose of ensuring that no one knew the FBI was relying on criminals to solve their hardest cases. So none of these should credit you by name. Several of these documents credit you by name and your parents' home address as your home address. Several of them mention Tiny several times. Several, several of them mention... The magpie several times. There are moments where you can tell that uh, mentions of uh, honeybee have been only recently redacted. As if, like, instead of being a professionally redacted document, somebody just took a black marker and attempted to cross out references to honeybee in these documents. With the deliberate intention of somebody being able to go, yes, I can still see what this information is, as if it was concealment as an attempt to draw attention to the information. But in those documents, all F- all references to actual FBI staff have been deliberately forcefully redacted. And also you notice that among those documents, one of those documents references a case that you don't remember doing. It refers to uh, a mission that you were uh, all asked to consult on in Panama. You've never gone on a job with the FBI with, because that would be outside of the FBI's jurisdiction. At which, uh, at which point, you, according to this document, disobeyed several direct like orders. The FBI believes it has a jurisdiction. Right, yeah. At which point the document references that you disobeyed direct orders from um, Supervisor Hill several times, attempted to make a clandestine arrangement with a cartel leader behind the hills back, and uh, that uh, Magpie in particular shot three people to death. 
None of that ever happened. Well, this is a very interesting fairy tale I've located here. Odd looks at it, and then does that pondering thought where you know they're consulting their god as to whether this actually happened. And then... Oh, yeah, no. I'm already, like, Googling, you know, <laughs> events in Panama in a particular time to see if the actual thing occurred, that even though we weren't involved in it. Mm -hmm. While you are doing this, <laughs> odds just apropos of absolutely nothing lowers their gaze <laughs> from the ceiling and goes, God says no. Well, my memory also says no, and I think I'm going to go with that. You'll know how I feel about guns. Have your feelings about guns changed in the last two months? No. If I had to use a gun and three people had to be dead, y'all would have heard about it. So did the Panama job actually happen? Good question. Is it entirely fabricated or are, yeah. we, get, or are we getting uh, set up for somebody else's uh, yeah, dirt? that is basically what we're trying to determine right now. Should I make a brains roll to see if they're, see what I find through my research? Uh, yes. Risky great as usual. All right, here we go. Well, just having gotten the credit for something like our hotter, sexier rivals did. <laughs> a 622, oh. so that's a yes. Uh-huh. You get the impression based on like putting together some other documents because again, you don't have um FBI clearance. So you can't look for most you can't look for like professional documentation around any of these things, but you do like scour some like news reports on the internet and kind of put together a vague timeline of engagements in Panama around the exact same time that you, you would have just... Uh, around the same time between the date of this operation, as referred to in this document, and the, and the shuttering of Project Lazarus. And you can put together, like, five or six separate U.S. military operations, all interacting with the Elado cartel in Panama... All of which should seem particularly, particularly disjointed. Like, the three people referred to as deceased in the document all died at several, at, at several different dates and times in several different operations. Like, someone put together these details. All of this were done by um, other people. But, like, you also notice as a result that it... The observation gives the impression that all of these things were being generally overseen by one person or a group of people within the U.S. Justice Department that you cannot identify because they're not mentioned in the article by name, for very obvious reasons. Nobody actually got to find out who that was. But you do notice that four of the seven uh, articles that you notice that mention any actual violence or bloodshed were all written by the exact same person. Do I have a name? Her name? Let me make up a name right now. My brain just immediately went to Hans Gruber, but you don't have to go with that. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Her name is uh, Emilia Carter. 
All right, let's find our friend Amelia and see what she might have to tell us. Is Amelia Carter even a real person? Also, before I engage on that, I have everything laid out. And so to Magpie, I say, do you have secure drop boxes you can upload this stuff into? We need copies. Oh, the centering peacefulness of data management. Like uh, Magpie goes and gets in one of the comfy chairs and like pulls it over to a desk uh, and then is is moving data around like he's playing a piano. And so at that point, now I am looking for Amelia Carter. Mm-hmm. You look up information on Amelia Carter, um, a, a reporter with several, like, several bylines and several national news organizations, but does have an address in Miami, and it's not very difficult for you to find that address or to find a photo of her, at, at, at which point you all verify that she does seem to resemble the person that came here with Joanne eight nights ago. Yeah, we'll send we'll send Dara face back out to to the guard with the picture and like, is this the one you're looking for? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the never got her name, but yeah, that's the one. Oz is going to continue bolstering his life by reaffirming him with the phrase, you are an excellent young man, before rejoining the group. As you all walk away, he sheds like the single man tear very silently, watching you all walk away. So, uh, we cut now to uh, Carter's apartment. <laughs> you get to the apartment building without issue. And you knock on her door and nothing happens for a very long beat. Magpie. I was going to say I could just, you know, shoulder the door. Uh, I would like anyone who wants to interact with the door to give me a role of any kind to determine anything untoward or suspicious about the room they're about to enter. Brains has taken two steps back. <laughs> I love you all see a door and go, you know what, let's charge the door. The two times, like, maybe something's wrong about the door, but we need to get in anyway, so let's just... I'm going, I'm going to roll brains to connect with God and ask God... Through my BS detector, if someone is trying to lie to me about this door that is totally safe to go through and not at all threatening to me. Uh, you know what? Actually, give me a one die for general odds. I mean, I have one dot in brains anyway, so... <laughs> oh, God. So, rolling... Can I roll brains for this? Because I have the one dot in there. Oh, God. Either way, yes. Okay. My position oh, yes, no, and yeah, my effect. Position. Yeah, give me give me fortune roll instead. Just give me yeah. Let's, okay, let's fortune roll for position and effect. Uh, I'll just say zero. No bonus dice. Six. <laughs> God is amazing. My God is an awesome God. What? <laughs> I'm staring at her like, what are you doing? I'm just like. 
everyone else is watching odds have what seems to be a very quiet transcendental experience out of nowhere you know that this is a thing that happens often with odds but you know that nine times out of ten it's just going to confirm everyone else's gut it's not really unique one way or the other odds right now god is telling you if you open this door you are about to die you say that anyone was about to interact with the door at that point in time somebody because somebody was about to give me a role to, to actually figure out what was going on on the other side of this door yes uh, i'm happy to defer to lucy mm-hmm. <laughs> all right yes, i mean lucy was about i to was going up. to open it but now that god is apparently telling us not to well, what does I'm odds say, doubt. though? Does odds tell us not to? Yeah, <laughs> well, odds odds are they going to stop Is anyone? odds going to just let me fuck around and find out? <laughs> odds is going to snap out of the trance and go, there is death. Okay, does that mean that you're still, are you still moving towards the door, honey? <laughs> no, it means but I'm you going to be go like, look for the window. Kick. Like, well, I mean, mid-kick... So, kind of staggering back a little to put both feet back on the floor. Okay, mm-hmm. where's the window? As you do that, you hear a shotgun cock on the other side of the door. Oh, this is your kind For of door. For fuck's sake. Who is it? Brandon, in case it's relevant, I do want to note that I have I don't like guns as an ability. Aha, what does that ability say? Mark one stress to disarm. You know, just a little okay. note for you for when that door opens. <laughs> no, because I was going to tell you, and therefore, as a result of flavor, it makes sense that if you do decide now you're going to kick the door open anyway, kick it, kicking it open will disarm the person on the other side of the door. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band, The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvanelleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.